0: Welcome to another episode of the Ren Rolls Podcast, where a filthy crew of animals get together and try to play tabletop role-playing games together every oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> every month or so. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be exactly a month, um, but uh, we'll showcase a different tabletop RPG, homebrew idea, module, or one-shot that's happened to find a hook in our tiny little assholes, or depending on the person, gigantic, gaping... Is that what that itch is? Uh... Uh, gaping holes. Mm. Speaking of gaping holes, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> All right, I agree. I like great way to introduce your players. Speaking of
1: gaping holes, here's our players.
2: Uh, this, I thought this was a podcast, Robert. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> it is, it
2: is, I, a I thought podcast. this was a Christian server. <laughs> <laughs> this is a butt Uh, podcast.
0: yes, welcome to the butt Speaking of butts. Uh, we are shamelessly no holds bar, adults, only top-tier shit-dick-and-butt-jokes of obviously.
3: <laughs> <Poop>. <laughs> oh,
0: Lord. <laughs> uh, we're all consenting peoples here playing make-believe games where anything can happen, so this will be your seventh morning if you've listened since episode one of Mork Borg. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. Our wonderful uh, crew member, castmate uh, Dylan, is running us through several pamphlets of Mork Borg. Made by the Markborg community, also known as the cult. Um, we're all cultists here, so welcome to it if you're listening and have been. Um, Hail Zoltan. <laughs> Hail Beazelbub. <laughs>
2: Beazelbub.
0: Uh, Sultan. <laughs> uh, our, our first official uh, internet team up uh, Dicelegion.com. If you go to Dicelegion.com and check out their awesome dice and dice accessories. We can give you 10% off your purchase if you use the code DEATHDREAMS. That's D-E-A-T-H-D-R-E-A-M-S. I'm glad you can spell. I'm glad I can still spell, uh, at this ripe old age. Um, yeah, 10% off at com. Do that. Uh, let them, let them know we sent you. And, uh, yeah, episode seven. So, uh, well, I mean, episode seven of the entire podcast project, but this is the first episode of, uh, a new a new run-through <gasps> of The Age of Worms, an old, older adventure path uh, that came out in the early 2000s, uh, somewhere around D&D 3rd edition, D&D 3.5 even. Uh, I think Eberron was out also at the time, but uh, it was an adventure path that I, I, I fell in love with, but never got to run, unfortunately. It was published as a 12-part adventure path uh, by Dungeon Magazine. Written by originally Eric Eric Eric, Eric, Eric Mona um, of uh, Paizo. The record skip. <laughs> Paizo fame. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately I never got to run it. Uh, I had a huge collection of Dungeon and Dragon magazines among all of my many other Nintendo Power, PlayStation. Whole, I had a whole slew. I had walls filled with magazines I'd buy from Barnes & Noble's uh and uh what was that other bookstore in the mall
3: Walden Books <laughs> Borders Walden Books yeah it, was it Books. doesn't yeah. matter cuz it wasn't Barnes <laughs> it and Noble ma- <laughs> Barnes and Noble Lutheran <laughs> <Ubrallin. laughs>
0: um yeah so uh unfortunately I never got to run it uh I read through a lot of it and it was just so fucking cool uh I didn't get to run it because while I was away at college my 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 lovely mother unknowingly, Threw them all into the recycle bin um, uh, as she attempted to clean out some space of the house. I was away at college. She had no idea how much all of those magazines meant to me. Uh, So bless, bless her heart. But thanks to the internet and many years later, I'm able to uh, collaborate with some wonderful people, and uh, I I found all of the the resources that were available to the time. and, And some of these wonderful people have been converting. Uh, this adventure path into 2nd edition. So, that's what we're doing. I'm running Age of Worms in Pathfinder 2nd edition. Uh, touted as one of the, the most deadly deadly adventure paths. Uh, it's it's brutal. Or so I've read. Uh, I'm very excited to do it. And I'm even more excited to be doing it with some of my close friends here. Two of them you already know if you've been listening since uh, Mork Borg. I'll let, let everybody kind of introduce themselves. We'll start with t- Dylan. I almost said Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a
4: guy from another show. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Dylan. Uh, thank you all for tuning in again. Um, hope you enjoyed the run-through of the Morkborg pamphlet session that I put together. It was a lot of fun to run. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't kill more people. Uh, I was probably too nice, but... I'll learn if we play it again in person when it's not recording. I'll be brutal, um, be TPK after TPK. Um, but I'm super excited to play some 2E, more familiar with 1E of Pathfinder. But since 2E has come out, we've been trying to get, uh, we've tried to get as many games going as we can. So I'm excited to get into another one. Uh, got some good ideas and ready to to see what the the other players come up with to tell a fun story. That's it for me and. We'll kick it over to Randy, another Morkborg player.
2: Yes, as you may know me as cricket and torval. Uh yeah, I've been playing tabletops for like, I don't know, maybe two years, but I play a lot of RPGs and I like to imagine things with my action figures when I'm on the toilet, so that's pretty close, I think.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm impressed you still have action figures, let alone...
4: He sits backwards on the toilet (laughs) to use the tank as a table.
2: Your collectible figures. That makes way more
0: sense, actually. I've never done that, and I'm sad that I didn't, but now I have a chance to.
4: I just need to buy action figures now. Just use your minis, your Pathfinder minis.
0: Yes, that's a good idea.
1: Kick it to my boy, Jason, what's up?
3: What's up, Mm -hmm. what's up, what's up?
1: My name's Jason. I've been doing this for far too long. I started in middle school where we were just sitting around rolling dice and making silly voices. And uh, it's it's a great hobby. It's wonderful. It's the best. I started in AD&D, cut my teeth in 3 and 3.5 and all of the brokenness that that was uh moved over to Pathfinder first edition and have been stoically playing that for the past gods I don't know when did that come out since that came out and um <laughs> yeah quite quite literally yeah yeah quite literally cuz we we converted an ongoing 3.5 game to Pathfinder when Pathfinder was released so yeah we started it with that, and i'm i'm really excited about this cuz uh i mean Pizo does great work. The old dungeon magazines were amazing, and uh, this is going to be lots of fun. I'm going to kick it over to Brian.
3: Ooh, oh, uh, yeah. Let me uh, jump up and catch that. Uh, there we go. Hey, uh, yeah, I am, Brian. Ooh, nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't stick that landing. You see that? I almost rolled my God, ankle. It's close. close, close. But, uh... Just nice catch. That 20, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey everybody right. i'm brian <laughs> making my return back to playing with robert and dylan um i started in a 2 E campaign with them Where year-ish ago uh the abomination vault campaign right There where it was like elves <laughs> plus a goblin <laughs> um but it was fun There was fun. a lot of elves in that <laughs> game <laughs> Um, but I've been playing far much longer than that. Uh, like Jason, I've been playing in high school, but I didn't start playing with Jason until I think we just figured this out like 14 years ago.
1: That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was,
3: it was in that, wow. uh, or it wasn't that, that three five campaign, but I did start in that one and we did the conversion of it. But, uh, yeah. Did, uh, started with second edition D and D. Um, tried to play original Advanced in Deity when my parents gave me their books. because They played in the 70s. Wow. That's
0: um, awesome.
3: But I still cannot to this day wrap my mind around Thacko. So, um, <laughs> I moved on to three and three five and then jumped in with uh, Jason and his crew at the time and moved into Pathfinder when I came out and had a lot of fun with that we kind of never really looked back to D and D until like fifth edition came out but, uh, looking forward to this, uh, seeing how weird we can break this game and how much, <laughs> uh, scary shit Robert can throw at us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to, to finally have a chance to run, run this. Um, I've known Jason and, and Brian for a long time. Um, uh, Jason is actually the uh, the reason why I got into Magic a couple of years ago. Uh, he bought me Commander decks, and I felt Thank obligated God. to play. Finally, and uh, I've I've bought way too many cards since then, but not as us? many as I'd
4: like. But that's us? literally
0: every <laughs>
3: Magic
4: player <laughs> yeah.
0: at any
3: yeah. point of
4: their Magic career.
0: <laughs> what have you done to me, Jason?
4: <laughs> that's when you just say proxies are okay, and you buy a new ink cartridge. Right? He said that exactly. All
0: out. He's he said or, that to
1: me, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just print yeah. out. Uh, or work in an office
3: hat, and print them at work. And it's... <laughs> and it's right. It's exactly. That's what it's, I do. <laughs> and we ain't playing that's in fun? tournaments. Ain't mm-hmm. no one cares about that. Mm-mm. I'm just yeah. next, mm-hmm. man. Calm down. Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if this card is actually worth $400, but Right? Fuck <laughs> <up. laughs> <running> around, bro.
1: <laughs> oh, what? Print your own proxy. Right. <laughs> I, I love uh, coming across crayon proxies. Have you ever seen those... Those oh. are the best. Like when people are like, "Oh yeah, check what? out my it's my mox diamond," and it's all like crayoned out and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck oh, yeah, it's man!" Written
3: in, in crayon yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty partial to uh, Sharpie written over a basic land.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> plenty yeah, of likewise. those. I've seen plenty of those as well. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: player introductions are done. Let's talk about character creation. <gasps> that's what we're here to do. We're going to make characters. I'm going to go over a little bit of the, uh, the adventure background. And uh, maybe we'll jump into a little bit a bit of a prologue. Mm. But uh, we're here to make characters today. Hopefully, it'll be a very nice and cohesive group and party that works together to push through the narrative. Uh. If you've played, you know, that doesn't happen all the time, so I don't really expect that to happen, and if it does, all the better. I'm not here to push you guys in any direction except the direction that you all want to go. I regret saying that.
4: Let's, um... <laughs> it's yeah, recorded, yeah, too, so go we can play whenever now, we want.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, let's just start with um, me introducing the city that you guys are starting in. Uh, it's a squalid mining town called Diamond Lake. Your character is a local for however many years. Uh, you were either raised here or you came here to earn what meager wages are offered. Uh, Diamond Lake is very sullen and filled with laborers toiling in the lightless tunnels uh, for a pittance, while the mine managers live in relative wealth. Uh, they simultaneously scheme to undermine each other for more action and profits there are six mine managers that feud and the town is ran by a lecherous mayor his name is uh governor mayor lanad neff he is uh the the lecherous mayor of the town he has a a recently appointed uh, scumbag sheriff by the name of do do where'd it go Sheriff Cubbin and they've been kind of a, a, a terrible duo to go up against and none of the mine managers want to deal with them especially because Mayor Neff's brother has retired to the town uh, his brother is a uh, a wizard of great renown he came from the nearby metropolis of We'll call it Free City, because that's what it's called in the Adventure Path. Uh, oh, I should also say that I I plan on kind of plopping this adventure into the world of Galerian. Uh, cause awesome. Th- I was going to ask that. Yes. That's where I'm most familiar. Yes, so, same. Mm-hmm. Likewise. Diamond Lake is going to be a small town somewhere nearby a large metropolis that we'll just call Free City for now. But uh, it, it's very likely going to be another larger uh, hub that's already established in the world of Galerian. Uh, that is yet to be decided. I'll have that ready for uh, the beginning of the adventure next time. But uh, keep that in mind. Uh, so it's a, a small uh, small mining town with a metropolis that um, utilizes a lot of resources that are dug up from Diamond Lake. Yeah, so his retired brother came to move here and the mine managers are... Uh, don't skim against them because of how powerful he is and instead are busy with they're they're feuding against each other. Just a very small summary of where we're starting in this town. I've got a little bit of information for you guys regarding your uh, possible ancestries. So dwarves, do any of you have an inkling to to create a dwarf character? Alright, silence is golden. (laughs) Or my internet went out again. No. I don't know. (laughs) All right, elf or half elf?
2: Potentially, I was thinking an elf.
0: All right, so those elves that are in their right of mind would tend to, to loathe Diamond Lake, as it represents everything elves find churlish and cruel about humans. Okay. Though there are, there is a small elven community nearby. It is mostly to keep an eye on the activity and the community around Diamond Lake. Um, But you could and maybe you serve as a a guard or confidant to uh, this this group of elves that keep an eye on Diamond Lake. Um, Half-elf maybe belong to that elfin community also or belong to uh, the Bronzewood Lodge community. That is a community of
2: so I may not have been there long then if I'm an elf.
0: Or you could have been there for a long time. Uh, you wouldn't have been a, a, exactly a local, but maybe on the outskirts of, of Diamond Lake. Uh,
2: I've been so, sort of formulating a possible backstory, so I'm just trying to mold it into the information you've given me.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're a half-elf, you could also find yourself under the employ of that uh, that the, the elven group outside, or around the hinterlands of Diamond Lake Um Gnomes, any possible gnomes? Going on once Gone Halflinks? any halfs? Nope, okay Half-El, oh we- I already went over half-Else Half-Orcs,
3: or Orc Possibly half-Orc Possibly full-Orc
0: Alright Alright, half-orc or full-orc. Their increased strength and low intelligence makes them ideal miners or thugs. Diamond Lake is filled to bursting with both. Uh, A more original approach might cast a half-orc or orc as a roustabout or performer at the Emporium. Uh, So a little bit of information about the Emporium and a little more about the town. So the town is kind of cut in half uh, by uh, a large, very prominent street that is known as The Vein. Uh, At the center of the vein, it's kind of like an open square, where there's a slew of uh, buildings, and the Emporium is probably the largest building. uh, Where you have to pay an entrance fee, and it's kind of like a a tavern. And if you pay a premium fee, you can get into the upper floors, where it kind of turns into uh, a a drug den of sorts, and a brothel. (laughs) Um... But the garrison of Diamond Lake, they don't employ half-orcs or orcs as a rule. Uh, a lot of the soldiers and authority here despise uh, despise their kind, unfortunately, to an ongoing war against an orc nation far to the southwest. Uh, the sentiments towards greenskins is not in the highest standing at Diamond Lake. I um, mean, yeah. Then humans, they can fill any role fucking humans. Most are laborers, though, not much of, of a farm community around Diamond Lake, but, uh, if you want to have, like, a farmer background, that, that definitely could be uh, available to you if uh, you so choose. Any questions about possible ancestries? That's all this goes into so far. So if you want to go outside of the box a little bit, we can talk about that.
1: Uh... Personally, I usually work backwards from the personality and motivation. Okay. Uh, And then I just, you know, fill in the ancestries and whatnot once I I get a feeling of who the person Mm -hmm. is. Uh, What's our motivation for being in, like, in this town? What's our motivation for being adventurers in the... Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What's what's, what's our purpose? Perfect.
0: So so that's a great question. I probably should have got to that earlier, but... uh... You know, getting away with... Getting away with myself. Hmm. So, uh, because this town is so... So fucking shitty... uh, All of you being locals... For any length of time... Would want to find a way out. And... You are on the verge... Of finding... uh, A way out. And the only way out of Diamond Lake... Is through wealth. Being able to pay for... And getting out of the rat race and the, 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 the menial feuding between the mine managers is with money and buying passage out of Diamond Lake and quite possibly to the nearby metropolis. Uh, so, yeah. And also, you don't... This adventure path, you don't have to be good. You, it's open to any alignment.
3: I'd like
1: you to um, restate that for however, the record,
3: please. Ha- <laughs> I would like...
0: So that, yeah. So that being said, I, w- I would like for us to kind of agree on a party uh, alignment. So any characters created like to stay within three steps of each other, if that makes sense.
1: Um, well, let me just pull so... the cat out of the bag. What do people think about necromancy? <laughs> uh, Probably fine it. I think that's a problem.
3: <laughs> I I really only have uh, uh, an aversion to people who are chaotic evil uh, because it, it's really
4: hard from a gameplay standpoint to uh, yeah, to, to
3: interact with that kind of a Unless character. We're
4: just it's like a murder hobo campaign, yeah. which
3: yeah, no. and then um, we don't want that at all. Chaotic evil is kind of iffy uh, because they they just be evil to be evil. Typically, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen it played well.
0: Yeah, and I can't imagine any of us would be, you know, completely out of hand with each other and and the role playing and trying to, to stick to the narrative, the budding relationships between the PCs here. I, I want us to try and stay cohesive. If there's a little bit of like conflict, um, you know, that that can make for a great story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, oh, actually, you know what, I don't, Randy, are you familiar with uh, the nine alignments in D&D or, or Pathfinder?
2: Um, I think so. I mean, the nu- the neutral evil and all that kind of stuff, it's like your alignment as far as law and your alignment as far as, like, good and evil.
0: Yes, so, uh... I mean, I know all nine,
2: but get the gist of what it's supposed to cover, I th-
0: Okay, yeah, so uh, there's essentially nine alignments that you can pick it's based on the axis of law and chaos and then good and evil, and then between those are neutral. So you can have any variation of those ending up with, with nine different alignments. Uh, so, yeah, we can we can kind of talk more about it. I, I'm not opposed to having any evil characters into, in, in this game because there's a lot of potential for interesting roleplay and uh, discovering interesting relationships, depending on how our character makeup and party makeup, it could uncover a compelling narrative. Let's, uh, let's explore. Let's explore our role if, if we can. Stretch our imaginations. And uh, uh, with that said, let's just pull up uh, Path Builder, if you haven't already. Right. And uh, let's look at the first part. So Pathfinder 2E has wonderfully put together the ABCs of character creation ancestry, background, and classes. Because this campaign is, is touted as one of the most brutal, I've uh, I'm going to allow dual classing uh, so essentially what that means is the characters will be able to start with two classes. As per the rules in the Game Mastery Guide that allows for a lot of versatility in in your character. Uh, not only versatility, but uh, a lot of uh, durability as well.
3: It also fits the uh, the alphabet order. So it's ABCD. That, that
4: too. ABCD? <laughs> Damn. <Dura laughs> class. They knew what they were doing.
0: You know what? You'll, 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 you get to start with an extra obel. Oh,
4: Damn. Hold
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well on. So, obel is uh, uh, what I'm calling hero points. Uh, a, a, a remnant of, of Devil's Elves and Dice. <laughs> Sharon's old. That was the coin you had to pay, uh, Sharon. The
3: uh, oh, is that how you pronounce his name?
0: Uh, that's the way I've always pronounced really? it. I don't know if it's how you're supposed to pronounce it, mm-hmm. but uh, that's uh, that's the boatman or boats person. Oh, i, I, I never judge anyone across the river on the
3: way they pronounce a word because they probably learned it through reading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used to say uh, instead of paladin, I used to say paladin. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. I'll show sure you the world. No yeah,
0: <laughs> for the longest time. That's great, Paladin. I'm an idiot. All right, so uh yeah, so let's let's just kind of have this have this dialogue between each other about what kind of ancestry you, you guys are thinking. So I'm also allowing uh, the uh, uncommon races if you can give me a good enough argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because there's so much versatility in just the the base ancestries in terms of picking your heritage and uh, your your ancestry feet also there's a lot of a lot of neat variability
2: so I can be a skeleton if I want to
0: no no, no you absolutely cannot <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's... I said it's uh,
2: listed under rare ancestry. I said
0: uncommon, maybe. Okay, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> you gotta convince me.
2: I more just was completely surprised that it'd be a skeleton in any version of this game. How do you get <laughs> a charisma bonus? <laughs> How do no, I-
1: honestly, one of my.
2: Go ahead. How do you role play a skeleton? Uh,
1: ah, one of my... Yeah, you lots of bones. Just walk
3: around with a constant button. <laughs> yeah. there you go. <laughs> Ew, Ooh, boy, the yeah, yeah. One
1: of my favorite characters ever was in a uh, 3.5 was a skeleton. There was a whole, like, skeleton with mm. PC class thing you could do, and it was the best. Like, there's all sorts of rules for, you know, I like, guess, uh, how do they talk? Oh, it's magically amplified. You know, how do they eat? They don't. How do they heal? How do they drink potions? <laughs> and all this stuff was fleshed out in a, a 3.5... uh uh, a source book called Libris Mortis and it was the most fun I've Alien. ever had with a character in like in like a decade mm-hmm. like for that decade Like uh, he had this whole arc where he was sad because he didn't have a soul so he uh, had a kitten that he would keep in his rib cage, and that would be his soul and if people tried to take <laughs> the kitten from him then he would berserk and be like why are you taking my soul and stuff like that and uh, yeah
3: that was the campaign that I started playing with you
1: oh was it? Oh, the Bijan
3: yeah. Al-Karim. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's cool. So I'll, I'll say this. As we progress through the adventure, or uh, when we circle back to, to part two of this adventure, um, I, I won't leave the uncommon or rarer races or ancestries out of uh, being options if your character dies. If it makes sense in terms of the narrative, so but but for now let's just start off with um, common and
3: Ooh, possibly so uncommon. Quick question on that um, before we go locking in the the heritages and stuff. Um, I was kind of curious what other people were thinking of making class wise because I want to be able to fill a, a role in the group. With a, a certain class build, and to, depending on that would determine which
1: uh, heritage I would be choosing. I, I agree. I think we should go backwards from classes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. That makes that makes sense. Um, yeah, let's let's do that. So, uh, what are you guys thinking?
4: Yep, <laughs> I I will start um, because I've had this idea for a while, mm-hmm. um, and having a dual class of it. Uh, is kind of cool, so I'm excited to try this. Um, I'm willing to pull it back if other people have stronger ideas and want to play specific things. But my idea is a my idea is a cleric ranger dual class, a cleric of a rastel Nice. That's so. That sounds fun. You should tight. totally do that. Yeah. So. I, that is something I've been trying to yeah, build that'd be without dual ca- classing for months. Uh, and with the dual class option, it basically is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I would like to do a human cleric slash ranger.
3: Now, uh, in terms of like party roles of classic nature, what kind of a character would he be? Would he be more of a, like a healer, more of a control character, more of a DPS A tank more more
4: healing he's i envision him as an older person who has been around basically and is kind of just trying to survive and keep other people alive in this town that is shitty and is is a helpful person so he's going to be more of a healer with some cool abilities obviously from the ranger because you can dps that Mm -hmm. as well so a a bit of both, I think, but definitely more healer style for the cleric. Um, and not so much damage, but I mean, it's easy to fall into with some of those flurries that you can do. (laughs) And the, uh, the ranger subclassing stuff, whatever, I don't remember what it's called offhand, but there's some cool stuff that you can do with the, the ranger as well. So that's my framework that I have again, happy to change if somebody else is super strongly, uh, wanting to play something else that would overlap that.
3: I got a, a few options, uh, so I wanted to see what others were doing.
0: That sounds awesome, man. I think uh, mm. I think you should definitely roll with that. Uh, anybody else want to? Um, you know.
2: Well, as I said, I never did a like a sneaky or thievy character, so I was thinking something along the lines of a rogue. I don't know what I would do as a dual class, but.
1: Well, think about what you would... Data options. Yeah, what do you want your to supplant your roguiness? Do you want spells? Do you want bombs? Do you want technology? Do you want guns? Do you want animal companions? Like little sidekicks, you know?
2: <laughs> an animal companion would be cool. I was thinking about that. Do it. Like a little rat or something. So we can go find things. As like a familiar
3: or uh, an animal companion?
2: Like a real rat. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to avoid maybe m- magic-based stuff just because I'm new to TV yeah, and magic is always super complicated.
1: No argument there. That's understandable. So just to,
2: for clarity, yeah, you sake.
4: can do that. You can do that with ranger. Um, Druid would have the spells, but I don't know if there's. That's why I was thinking rogue ranger, but you said you were doing a ranger.
1: Uh, so scene. let's, let's, let's add more. I'm, I'm, you know, my build's going to yeah. be involving a cleric as well. I mean, that's the whole thing about class. You know, we've got okay. All right, so I, I've been playing this game for oh, thirty years now, right? And don't. Pigeonhole yourself into something mm-hmm. you don't want to play just because everyone says, "Oh, you have mm-hmm. to be the healer. Yeah. Oh, you have to be the fighter." So the party <laughs> <Yeah. palace."> no, <laughs> Oh, No, yeah. fuck that. Play what you want to play, man. And if we don't end yeah. with a exactly. dedicated healer, then I hope everyone has some sort of fucking means to heal themselves. Because <laughs> <laughs> you better. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Exactly. Yep. So play yeah, what play. play
0: what you want. Rogue Ranger sounds sounds perfect and and there might be a little bit of overlapping in, in classes because you know there's there's four of you here but either of you uh, any of you could excel in in one area than the other so depending on your build so and, and, and what's awesome about Tui is you know the amount of feats and other choices within each class to kind of separate yourself from pigeon pigeonholing not every fighter is going to be mm. exactly the same so you're you're going to be making a, a rogue ranger of some kind, which sounds sounds awesome. I am. Are you thinking of being more of a, a melee kind of backstabby, sneaking around, getting in, uh, getting your blades in between rib cages without people knowing? That, that's just what I imagined the way that you, you were talking about.
2: Uh, yeah, that sounds fucking a, cool. A
0: sneaky character.
2: Yeah, I was kind of thinking of like uh, I don't know how much backstory you want to hear, but kind of have some ideas. His alignment and why,
0: but uh, yeah, I might want to reveal
2: that as we go.
0: You can save some of that for later. Maybe you can give us yeah. a little teaser towards the end end of this. Uh, but uh, yeah, cool. All right, so True. we have a, a a cleric ranger played by Dylan, and then a a, a rogue ranger played by Randy. Here,
1: uh, what's uh, what's next,
3: Jason? You mentioned a cleric something.
1: Ah, uh, something involving necromancy Necromancers mm-hmm. <laughs> are my favorite I class I, I love them to death because you know it's you know recycled reduce reuse right you know I, I remember <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: they're environmentalists of course uh, we had a whole campaign that
3: we attempted in the past that was everyone had to be a necromancer or necromancy adjacent and it was
1: it was so much fun that's great. so yeah. much fun until it stopped. Well, you know, like all things. Um, yep. But yeah, so, 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 you know, I, the idea is, is, you know, is a, a creepy little man who is at the end of his rope and is here because he's burned all his bridges and everything else in life has, he has failed it. So he has nothing left aside from a hand, uh, this is just a handful of power that he can use to, you know, just just to keep things around because because the dead don't leave him, not like everyone else. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, uh, maybe summoner witch. Now that I'm looking, you know, looking at some of this stuff, some of the options. This will oh. be only my second foray into Pathfinder 2e. I said my 1e and 3.5 is really my the meat of my stuff, but. Uh, yeah. You know, let's just go ahead and throw that down. I'll throw, uh, Summoner and Witch on here. Uh, and then... Archetype? I don't know. Oh, oh, uh, something I wanted to mention for archetypes, uh, that I, I did in, uh, another campaign, uh, the one, uh, Brian here is running, uh, is, uh, that there are archetypes that can give you familiars and, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, beasts, mm-hmm. uh, uh, animal companions, that's cool. what I'm looking for, yeah. without taking a class. So you can take the archetype for Beastmaster and bam, you just get an animal companion. Take the archetype of Familiar that's Master, right. bam, right. you just get a familiar. You don't have to have, cla- you know, Ranger or Druid or Wizard or anything like that. You just take one of those archetypes and, and you got a little pet. So just throwing that out there.
0: Yep, we're, we are playing with the free archetype also. I failed to mention that earlier. Dual classing and free archetypes. What, is,
2: what does that mean exactly?
0: When you hit second level or um, get a class fee, you can pick an archetype for dedication instead. It helps you kind of define your character's role or um, idea of them a little bit better. Um, it's like a lighter version of dual classing. Uh, as long as you meet the requirements. But because we're allowing a free archetype, you can just do that. So... Not only in this game will you have two classes, but you'll also have the ability to pick one free archetype to start the game with. So there's a there's a lot. Uh, Op is one way to say what your characters are, (laughs) as mentioned earlier. (laughs) Beefy. uh, Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's I think it's going to be needed. So that's why I'm kind of starting off this way. Originally, it started with me. Wanting to do a class because I wasn't sure how many other players were we were going to be able to get in, so um, it was going to be just Dylan and uh, Randy at first. But thankfully, uh, Jason and Brian were available for this roster to be filled out a bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, I don't want to say no. I already said do it. So uh, dual classing and pre. I mean, you, you can everybody. take it
1: away, man. It's not gonna
0: no. It's too late, and it sounds fucking amazing, so...
3: That just means it's going to turn up Let's, the fucking encounters to 11.
0: Ex- there you go, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes.
4: <laughs> we already mm. knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> yep. It's like, okay, well, I just got to make my encounters that much more right? goofy. Mm. So, uh, cool. Alright, so Summoner Witch, that's what Jason's making. Oh, yeah. And, uh, last but not least, Brian, what do you, uh, what do you got cooking up?
3: Uh... I'm gonna dust off a character I played in uh, another campaign. S- the, at least the, 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 concept. Which is a caster wearing full plate. Uh, not right away, cause full plate's fucking expensive. But uh, I'll get there. <laughs> uh, so a heavily armored, cause there's no arcane spell failure in TUI. And so. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've looked high and low for it. None to be um, seen. <laughs> yeah. I, squ- I squinted and everything. <laughs> I can only get so hard. So I'm going to do a sorcerer fighter. Dual class. It's going to be a half orc. Hell yeah, dude. And then to, that is tight. That's To fit the campaign, Badass. he's going to have the laborer background. Until one day uh, he-, he heard the dragon call in his blood and uh, some magic started happening.
0: Uh, so, is dragging your bloodline for the your sorcerer? Yeah, hell yeah!
3: It'll be a red dragon that's tight.
0: hat. Red dragon, Yep. boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All that doesn't right. mean he has to
3: be evil. Just that's what his blood tells him to do.
0: Okay, okay,
3: that's fair. It's
0: my blood. It's my blood. It man. I can't. It's just making me do things. It's thicker than water,
3: <laughs> and it'll catch you on fire. <laughs>
0: All right, awesome. Uh, so we've got our. Uh, not everybody's picked their ancestries yet. So let's just circle back. Uh, Dylan, have you have you put any thought into what ancestry your cleric ranger's is going to be?
4: Yeah, he's a boring ass human, <laughs> but I I kind of like that. I don't know. I feel like with this, maximum would be half elf, which might be neat. You get some cool stuff, low light vision, um you get access to some elven stuff but ultimately i don't know that i really want that so i think i'm just going to go straight straight human
0: okay human cleric of Arastil, and ranger awesome uh do you have uh, do you have your background
4: ah uh, yes i believe i'm going to go with herbalist Ooh. cool nice.
2: well, i didn't say my background or Race either? Yeah,
0: yeah, we're we're going back around. I so may if, have jumped the uh, gun. Yeah, like got those.
2: Gotcha.
3: Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's that's all right. You were uh, you're raring to go, uh, but uh, <laughs> Randy, what do you think for your ancestry and background?
3: Um,
2: it's. I mean, it sounds like humans probably a good pick for this area. Other races seem to be kind of odd to be in this place.
0: Mm, not not necessarily. If you wanna,
2: I mean. Human, human fits what what I was thinking as, as okay. I started formulating it more than than the elf did. Sure, uh, his background is as a bookkeeper.
0: Interesting. Yes, Herb Granger, bookkeeper.
2: It will it will fit with my story.
0: All right, okay. Uh, we already got Brian. So, uh, ancestry background for for Jason's character, the Summoner Witch.
1: So. So the main the main deal with this character is mediocrity and you know how he's just been just a horrible, horrible person. And I can't think of anything more mediocre than a human. Even though I really <laughs> like, you know, it's like ah I'm a human, ah, you know, fucking something else. <laughs> but I I'm 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 trying to think because if if he were a dwarf, then he would have strong family and clan connections to help him out when he fell. If he were an elf, he'd have the perspective of a long life to know that, you know, these things too will pass. If he was if he was a gnome, he'd you know have the natural joviality and you know inquisitiveness to you know to find something new. And <laughs> you know, halflings would just be all like, ah, well, whatever, it's fine. You know? Half orcs have their own set of problems. And you know, they, you know. So I, I think really to for him to be in the pit of despair that he is, he has to be a human.
0: Amazing. All right. Uh, fucking cool, man.
1: I will go half elf.
0: Oh, all
1: right. Nice. You will go half. Okay. I will go half elf. Uh, who said that? I did, Dylan. Dylan, thank you.
4: So I'll do. I'll put some pointy ears in this in this party. Great. All right.
0: I'm surprised, Jason. I thought you might have uh, some kind of uh, elbow wrenching argument I, for me. So to, I, I had one. I, I had, a, had a, a one. Uncommon.
1: <laughs> I totally did. But then the more that I was, I, I, the more that I was thinking about this guy, and the more that I was thinking about, you know, like man, you know, like because because everything else, you know, like like because like if if he was like say a hobgoblin, then he could go around and and blame you know blame the world and be like, oh, it's because of, you know, everyone's all, you know, speciest against hobgoblins. That's why I'm, you know, down like this. Or kobolds would be like, oh, it's
4: all the gnomes' fault, those fucking gnomes!
1: You know, stuff like that. But no, I wanted this guy to to really internalize that it was all 100% his fault, and he couldn't blame anyone else. So as I was going through and looking at all these other things, I'm like, man, you know, a, a lot of these, they would just that culturally they could pull themselves out of this, or maybe they wouldn't care as much, but no, I want this guy to just be like like just a just the shell of a man. It's gonna be lots of fun, guys. Lots of fun. <laughs> alright, alright. Yeah. I kinda
0: I kinda wanna I kinda wanna <laughs> I convince you to make a like a, a rap folk or some kind.
1: So, I, know, I could do a rap folk, I but know. I don't know. I it's if I did a rap folk I would change the change the character concept. Because the the character oh, okay. like, because okay. um, I'm gonna I could make a rat folk. I could make a, a like a rat folk engineer. You know, like a scrapper that would go about and uh, you know and uh, you know digs through the sewers and people's trash to go ahead try and uh, and find stuff. There'll be like a rat folk, let's say uh, inventor slash investigator. You know, like he knows all about you because he goes through your trash <laughs> <laughs> or like once it's know, on the street, it's public hilarious. property. Exactly, exactly. Or like, you know, or like a lizard folk. You know, lizard folk are, you know, super rare from the area. You know, they're not around here at all. But, you know, they're they're here to go ahead and, you know, try because they need to figure something out because they're, you know, their clan is gone, they're destitute, and they need to make sure that they have something, you know, in their life that they can say that they did. So that's why they're here. You know, the Tengu were here because they hear, you know, like, oh, you know, there's a, you know, like, there's other directions I can go, you know, but... But I mean, what about a, a kits a, 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 an obsessed kitsune? Yeah, you do an obsessed kitsune. Of some kind. I mean, the only so uh, that's my backup. All right, all right, right okay. <laughs> not all It's all insane. good. So <laughs> uh,
4: kitsune bard has been on my list. As nice. Well. nice.
1: So, so if I was gonna try and talk you into something, it would be pop it, pop, pop it, it. a it. small construct humanoid uh, made of. Uh, um, it's essentially a little doll that's been animated by fell energies. You know, the materials of my body resist ailments that assail flesh. Uh, my spark of life means that I am a living creature uh, but I'm not made of flesh and bone. And essentially it's a, a, li- a little creepy uh, Pinocchio or uh, you know Chucky. oh my yeah. god
3: or <laughs> the, 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 the fucking Annabelle.
1: Yeah, or Annabelle, yeah, oh, something hmm, like that, hmm. you know, or you know, or Woody from Toy Story,
3: <laughs> or any of the toys, I guess.
0: Yeah, any of the toys. Pop it! I'm I'm intrigued by by that Ride idea. In well, it's time to play.
4: Dude, it's fucking creepy.
3: You'll be getting the huh. weird voice if you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> La Is la, la. <laughs>
1: it time to uh, play with the little one?
4: <sighs> I'm. just I can mute him, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <you can't. laughs> uh. No, 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 no. I, uh, but <laughs> no, no. If 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 we're laborers, if we're here, an idea like because that's why I was going against some of these others. Because all right, if we're miners, if we're here, you know as manual labor then a poppet wouldn't make sense you know because why the hell would a poppet be here you know
0: well the emporium is a, is, is a brothel and is a mm-hmm. remnant of the circus uh, a, a, not exactly a circus but, oh no I guess it was a traveling circus at the time uh, essentially a local uh, a local prostitute and a traveling circus owner kind of got into bed together literally and figuratively Put their money together and created the Emporium. So you could possibly be some kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, sh- show
1: or could be uh, could a like rare, a, like Pinocchio, yeah, like
0: yeah, something, mm. something Or, uh, up, or if, if like it's like a whorehouse, I could dust soul. out my
1: my idea of the uh, you know like the kobold prostitute. So once you go scaly, you'll be back daily. <laughs> Oh my god!
0: <laughs> oh, I went red so hard on my recording. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> oh my
4: god!
1: Um, uh, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll figure that out. The ancestry TBD. So, but for now, the the idea is okay. like a like a broken down you know shell of a man who's uh
0: Do you want uh, Do you want to roll for it? I know you like rolling. Dice. I do like rolling dice. Uh-huh.
1: No, because I don't want to hobble myself if I end up making a fucking dwarf or some bullshit that isn't going to work for this. Well, build. I was going
0: to say uh, between the three that we were, we're, we're kind of entertaining, either the human, the poppet, or the, the now kobold. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's got to be on the table if we're yeah, rolling all right, it. Has all right, to be.
1: It. All
0: right, so uh, I'm going to let's roll
4: a d hundred, mm-hmm.
0: and I'll say seventy percent human. 15%, uh, 15% Cobalt, and the remaining 15 is the Puppet. What's the math on that?
1: Uh, yeah,
4: that's 100%, 100% yeah. But it's <laughs> 70, 15, and 15.
1: Alright, I'm rolling d in, uh, rolling 1d100 in roll 20. 52. Human it is.
0: Alright, so the human you are. It has been decided. Maybe all right, I'll still cool. do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, and we've got Brian's character already ancestry background stated. Mm-hmm. Um, has everybody picked their, their free archetype?
4: I haven't.
3: Well, that doesn't happen until level two, right? True.
0: Oh, you know what?
1: You're yeah, right. Not that yet. does not happen until yeah, right. level two.
0: So... So I guess we'll just go to the, the rest of your character creation.
1: One thing really quickly, as a quick aside, is, uh, I like spreadsheets! How about you? I like spreadsheets! Yes, I do! Uh, if you go over to the, uh, the Discord, and you'll see in the, in the channel we were talking earlier, there's a link to a Google Docs spreadsheet. Uh, if you guys don't mind clicking on that, you'll see that there's, oh. uh, two tabs. One for characters, and the other one for skills. It's the skills one that I want to make sure that we're paying attention to here, because too many campaigns I've played where no one puts a point in something. Like, say, you know, like, no one puts a point in occultism or religion or society, and then it's time to make some roll, and we're like, ah, oh, fuck, no one actually put ranks in that. If we're, If we are aiming for a balanced party, that we have at least one person that has one of these skills. So that way we're all balanced.
4: Nice. Cool.
0: Uh, how about you start off with an extra opal as well, Jason? Huzzah, hey.
4: Damn. No. My Google's full or I would have built one of these spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is cool. I never would have thought to do this. Well deserved.
3: Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Awesome. So it looks like all but three skills will basically be invested in.
0: Uh, if you're playing a rogue, that's very
2: likely. Yeah, you get yeah. A shitload. Okay. Get so many, mm. so many skills. I was yeah. like, I should just pick three that I don't want. Cause <laughs> I don't <anything> else.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. Yep. yep.
2: And you named two of the three, and your example was ones that I didn't choose. By the way, cultism See, and religion. See,
1: and th- this is what I'm talking about. This <laughs> is exactly. I was like, oh shit! I did
2: not pick this. Yep. yep. <laughs> My guy has no allegiance to the afterworld. <laughs>
0: And uh, what was your background,
1: Jason? So, I'm um, either haunted citizen.
0: Haunted citizen sounds pretty cool. Haunted
1: citizen, yeah. I was looking for a. Uh... Oh, here we are. Teacher. 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 Interesting. Mm-hmm.
4: What are our thoughts on using optional flaws?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll I'll allow it.
4: Perfect. I was thinking, as this person is old, he might be weak, but awfully charming.
1: <laughs>
4: so, are we working on skills? I apologize. I know you were that talking about that. I was kind of... Saying.
3: No,
0: we're, we're kind of just bumping around to wherever you're at in your character creation process.
4: Got it. Yeah.
0: Uh, but if you do want to use optional flaws... Go, go for it, yeah, have at it.
4: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucks with it. See if it bites me in the ass. It reminds me, brings me back to playing Kyrsa, who was the weakest old lady.
0: She survived quite a long time, though.
4: Just, I, I, I don't know if she's Dude. my favorite. I miss her, though. <laughs> old ladies are fun to play. She was so much fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's like a crazy old oracle. So much fun. It's just role-play heaven.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: I'm old. I'm just an old (laughs) lady. It was just so much fun, dude. (laughs) May she RIP in (laughs) peace.
0: All right, cool. So now that we've got a lot of uh, the mechanics fleshed out in this creation process, I'm going to run through a little bit more of the background of the town, now based on your class and background selection. I'll just start with, uh, with Brian's character the uh, half-orc sorcerer-fighter.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: there are a few areas where you could originate from. Uh, because you're half-orc, you can't be part of the garrison.
3: Bullshit. Racist. But, yep. Sure are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure are. <wrong>. Yes, awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Let's see. So, uh, Diamond Lake has some hinterlands. Bronzewood Lodge, that's probably where maybe Randy's character, Dylan's character are from possibly even Jason's character if if you'd want to play them as a as an outsider of Diamond Lake that might frequent it um let's see
1: <gasps> what? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I, I I I I was looking at the at the background. I am going to change my background to Toymaker.
2: <laughs> Toymaker.
0: <laughs>
1: Toymaker. Oh goodness. Give yourself a reason to make a pop-it. exactly yeah. See, this is uh, <laughs> this is perfectly aligned with uh, the necromancy thing, right? Yeah, toy maker.
0: Some of you could even be under the employ of one of the six mind managers.
3: Well, my guy's a laborer; he could work for who's ever. Okay,
0: yeah. So there are six mind managers: Balabar Smink, a corpulent, <laughs> a corpulent elemental of corruption and bad taste. Balabar Smenk lords his political clout over everyone in Diamond Lake, except the mayor and the garrison commander, whom he privately mocks. Smenk has wrestled four mines into his possession in the last ten years, and has has designs upon the rest. A coven of sycophants and hired goons surrounds him at all times. Rumors suggest that he has powerfully connected his friends in the nearby metropolis. That's Balabar Smenk. The other... Uh, I mean, would you be interested in working for mine managers, possibly, or uh, you want to go a different? Direction? Possibly,
2: um, I I would definitely want to work for a mine manager. If that's what I want to do.
0: Okay, all right. So I'll just continue these
2: what would, would it mean
3: having to work in a mine?
0: Uh, it depends on what do you, your.
2: Yeah. What do you mean by that? I guess
0: you wouldn't have to work in the mine unless that's what your your character would be proficient at. Uh, I mean, being a mine manager. There's you know administrative work, bodyguard work. There's body working work. Bodyguard, <laughs> bodyguarding, uh, body work, pr- collections. You know these. None of the the mind managers are are nice people. I'll say that much. Would be mafiosos? No, nah, I wouldn't say would be. It, it's pretty fucking terrible what these people will do uh, to gain any further clout or uh, a step up on other mind managers. They're not averse to doing bad things to get ahead. Gotcha. I'll just go down the list here. Chom. Chom Gansworth. Human mind manager. He's the youngest mind manager, but also the most cautious. Sympathetic to the appeals of his paramour, Xane Perrin, to join her in an alliance against the spreading influence of Balabar Smink. Chom's inherent pragmatism suggests that even together... Uh, With his paramour, they may not be strong enough to hold back the inevitable. Uh, Chomp coldly views Perrin as a political tool, that's his paramour. Perrin the paramour, but would sell out the entire alliance to Smenk if he could only trust him. But for now, it seems that he's refusing to take sides. And this is all kind of like rumored knowledge amongst everybody in town, uh, across all the mines and uh, locals.
2: Which one of these leaders is the worst one
0: the worst would probably be balabar smink
2: that was the first one you said yeah balabar sminked
0: ba- balabar
2: balabar mm-hmm. sminked
0: smink like smink that all in the
1: <laughs> air <Smink> <laughs> <that>.
0: <laughs> like you don't care just you know what
2: <laughs> obol <laughs> uh.
1: Uh, Alright,
2: well, that's who I want to work for. I want to work for the the worst one.
1: Valivar
0: Smink. Okay, uh, I'll just continue to go down the line then. Just cool, because uh, so uh, that community of elves is. Uh, it looks like they actually run one of the mines. I didn't realize this until now. Elval Moon Meadow Ilf.
3: His last name was Milf?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> Ellival Moon Meadow. He is an elf. He's a minor noble from uh, Kionin.
3: He could still be a milf. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's not wrong. Minor
3: noble, I'd like to fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moon Meadow is uh, he's pretty aloof uh, to the affairs of the human mine managers and sees their iron-based operations as more of a vulgar attempt versus his uh, Silver Monopoly. So Moonmeadow is mining silver as opposed to the iron that all the other humans are mining.
4: I might be involved. Can you uh, uh, share his name in the Discord as well? Sure.
0: Elevol Moon Meadow. Perfect. Then we've got uh, then we got Gelk Tilgast another human mine manager. Uh, this aging aging man Held the reins of Diamond Lake's ore trade. Uh, he'd enjoyed most of his life. Then Bellabar Smink and his boundless ambition came to town. With his use, Tilgast uh, would have relished the challenge but he didn't move fast enough to block Smink's ascent, which has led directly to his own decline. Tilgast currently fuels enormous energy into building an alliance against Smink that includes uh, Luzan Perrin and a handful of the handful of weak mind managers from the neighboring towns of Steaming Springs and Blackstone. So there's uh, there's that one. Uh, Luzane Perrin, another human but female. As the yield of her mines faltered in the last decade, so faltered the fortunes of her. Inheritor of her mother's proudest legacy as one of the town's wealthiest managers. First, a humiliated Perrin discharge of her house staff, then she scornfully sold her Ooh, I don't know what that word is. That's a new word. You. Google, help me. Post it. Demesna?
3: My demesna is
0: on the fritz. Oh, domain. That's just a weird way to spell domain. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Someone uh, was D- uh, <laughs> utilizing their word of the day calendar that day.
0: D-E-M-E-S-N-E. <laughs> D- <laughs> D- demesna alright anyways (laughs) she scornfully sold her domain to Balabar Smink, who had rudely (laughs) courted her for years despite the fact that she was married two years ago her husband died mysteriously now she clings to a hopeful relationship with Chom uh, the youngest of the mine managers and a political alliance with Tilgast as the last defenses against Smyk's disgusting advances and then last but not least the sixth mine manager Ragnolan Dowerstone, a dwarf 50 years ago, Ragnolan uh, left his clan Rag, I'll just say Rag Rag Dowerstone left his clan home in the halls of the dwarven stronghold after intentionally collapsing part of his family's mines in return for a hefty bribe what an asshole Uh, he took the bribe from a competing human mining uh, consortium, greed and lust for power drove him to establish several mining operations in the area, most lucrative centered in Diamond Lake as his career improved, he came into contact with a cadre of strangers from out of town. Almost read the next part. Did not. <laughs> Glad I read ahead just now. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh-huh. Okay. Rags a cool dude. <laughs> Domain. Fuck outta here. Uh, so those are the six my mentors. Sounds like we've got a couple of Volunteers to be under the employ of some. That was...
4: Begrudgingly so, but still, yes. You don't have to be. Um, no, yeah, I think... I mean, we're all down and out. It's kind of the opportunity that we have, and as a half-elf, half elf, he's going to try and do what he can with his people, uh, there's, despite their shittiness.
0: There's also, in the hinterlands, uh, the Bronzewood Lodge that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh it's a, a group of oh well, it's another new word I've never read before Meneers I'm learning so much today guys
3: is it men here
0: a menhir. men here stone there's
4: men here
2: Ayo. <laughs> I'm flexing my muscles right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> meneers. Uh, Bronzewood Lodge. Ring of crum- crumbling meneers on the bluff overlooking Diamond Lake is a remnant of an ancient human druidic culture that once inhabited the region.
3: Yeah, the, uh, um, the. Fuck, what's that? The stones in, uh. Stonehenge? Stonehenge. Those are meneers.
0: So many birds.
4: <laughs> Why? Well, never mind. What? It's gonna be a terrible pun. Do it something about hearing with many ears. Oh. oh that, that uh, that's an elf so joke right there. No, it's, good. it's not good. <laughs> that's why I stopped. You pressured me into it. <laughs> Cut that shit out.
0: Uh, all right. So even though modern humans displace the native druids of, um, of the area, pockets of the indigenous architecture and culture remain. Foremost among these near forgotten practices is the veneration of Aristil. Druids and rangers who honor Aristil and a host of minor nature deities and face spirits routinely congregate in the Great Moots about three hours northeast of Diamond Lake at an ancient megalithic structure called the Bronzewood Lodge.
4: Huh. That sounds super cool and like right up this dude's alley, but I don't know.
0: Um a small permanent community inhabits the lodge itself and the wooded cops surrounding it. Uh, there's probably about thirty assorted druids and rangers and scouts that protect the sacred site and keep a watch on the nearby roads and valleys. Occasionally they step in to rescue a traveller from some natural menace, but just as often they warn explorers to stay on the roads and let wilderness take care of itself. Uh, there is a leader there, an age proponent of uh the the, the the faiths of nature who strives to keep focus of his community and preservation on the near extinct way of life and away from the quote unquote city life and operatives in Diamond Lake who are quite avaricious
4: <clears throat> I'm gonna have to think on on that because that sounds cool and I would love to be a part of that and it fits pretty damn well with what I envision this character to be okay so more to come on that, but I do love I love the idea of that. Okay. So I'm I'm fifty fifty on working for Elival or being a part of the Bronzewood Lodge. Bronzewood Lodge, right?
0: Yep. Now there's also I'd I'd rather have you guys have some kind of connection to each other too. Mm-hmm. So if we can develop relationships prior to the start of uh, the adventure, that would be stu fucking endless. Uh, yeah, maybe. He's not maybe, required, but uh, you guys being locals.
4: Well, I was going to say maybe this guy has some kind of uh, vice that he needs to come into the town to gamble a little bit or visit the upstairs of the. What did you call it? The brothel. The emporium. The emporium. Or yeah. there's something that. Brings him to town every so often, though he knows it's not great, and that might be his human side getting the better of his elven half. Coming in to visit the booby den. <laughs> 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 Boobies, hooray for them! <laughs> so I think I think he could be a part of both worlds, okay. like his heritage pulled in two different worlds, two different directions. I meant to say,
0: yeah, yeah, I got you. I mean, that makes makes absolute sense to you.
4: Mm-hmm. Confliction. Is that a word? Confliction? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> confliction?
0: <laughs> Instead of conflicted, there's a a, a a mighty growth of confliction in that half elf.
4: Maybe.
2: Conflictus. Anyway. My name is Conflictus.
0: You know what you can do? You can flick this. That'll be a
2: cool name. Conflict this, dog. <laughs>
0: flick this dick in your mouth. <laughs>
4: Yep, damn it, you beat me to it.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: oh, I was <laughs> <terrible. laughs>
4: gonna let you finish, and I was gonna say that exact sentence. A little game
2: of Dungeons and Dragon these
0: Dale. Nights. Hey. <laughs> hey, you having trouble with your mouse there? Why don't you, why don't you try that drag and drop? You drag and drop this dick in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but step gm <laughs> i thought it wasn't supposed to go there oh my step, GM, oh my. Oh,
4: step gm i'm stuck
0: <laughs> help me <laughs> oh, goodness all right so how are you guys looking on your your path builder side of things
2: pretty darn too good yeah mm-hmm. yeah i've been trying to listen to you a lot so then pick the feats but i do have the top part and the abilities and skills chosen Cool. I, I have a good idea what this guy's about. Okay. So, should we decide that that link between us? Like, is that something we should decide before we play?
0: Uh, I mean, if you guys have any ideas, uh, we can talk about it now.
3: Uh, my guy being a laborer can pretty much work for anyone,
2: so I could plop him into himstever. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're all just drinking buddies. I was just about to say, like, yeah, we maybe we just all meet after work and just, man, can you believe what fucking Balthazar said today? What a dick.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I always told you Balthazar was a dick. <laughs> right you were.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There is... Uh, so I'll, I'll say this also. like Every week on the dot uh, all the, the miners come up at once with their pockets full of coin and ready to be spent. Mm. So almost as soon as they get their money uh, when they come out of the mines it is nearly all spent out at the emporium or uh, somewhere somewhere around the emporium along the vein the main street
2: maybe i'm out there making sure all the all the coin is handed out accordingly when they come up for it
0: yeah that's a it's a cool idea Smanks men come up and out of the mine and the first face they see is uh is yours as you hand them their pay for the week mhm that's kind of cool i like that idea
2: I don't know what Mr. Necromancer is doing in this town. I'm very curious his day-to-day is like.
0: Oh, I'm just a poor laborer like the rest of you.
1: These old hands aren't worth much anymore.
0: <laughs> would, uh, would, would they work in the, the mine yeah. then? Or uh, perhaps they might do something a little less intense throughout the week on the surface?
1: Possibly. Um, you know, failed, uh... So essentially like his whole deal is he's, he's hit rock bottom so like uh, figure it would be uh, makes sense for him to be in the mines because you know that's all that he thinks of himself is just uh, you know like oh he's he's not worth anything he's you know a horrible person blah 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 everyone leaves him blah 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 and um so thinking like that or a um I don't know he could uh, he could work as uh, you know as uh, cleaning up uh, in the at uh, the emporium. <laughs> oh, old man janitor. Oh, God. yeah.
0: <laughs> old, man yeah. <laughs> old, man janitor. old man Jenny. Old man Jenny. Old
1: man Jenny
0: cleaning up the combs. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. That's his, that's his deal. That's the squeegee in the <laughs> west. That's exactly, his deal. No, no, he, he's slow and methodical. Slow and methodical.
2: We're from the nudie booths. <laughs> Gotta get it all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta get it all in.
2: One swipe. That would break my spirit.
3: Would you like me to make you a toy? <laughs> it moves by itself, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't describe what kind of toy maker
4: this dude was. So. <laughs> there we go.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah. No, I guess, I uh, guess, yeah, so, uh, day job is, uh, you know, come wrangler. Where do put that down? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Where do I put that on my character sheet? Uh, any- anywhere. I, as long as it's on the sheet, Got it's it. fine. It's you must great. write it in. Mm-hmm. Con- <laughs> Old man, Jenny, come yep. remember.
2: It's just like a white <laughs> sp- splotch on the on that view. Yes. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, any ideas for? Uh, for Rognag, I see you've got your name input. Rognag,
3: yeah, just I finally got to the name. Rognag, uh, he's a laborer. He moves heavy things around Look looks pretty while doing so. Uh, you need uh, heavy lifting. I lift heavy things. You pay me monies, and I don't break you. So I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, any... I don't think he'd be comfortable working in the mines. Okay, so he might be like. Uh, I'm sure supplies come in for a lot of the, the, the stores and shops. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is paid to unload things on stock shelves in a, a warehouse or something. Sure. Okay. That's cool.
0: Uh, sh- 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 i reading through some of the uh, background here. I might find something that would fit with you. Okay. I guess that I could also I could share this part of the PDF with you guys too, but it is there's a significant amount of reading and to be honest I'm not sure how much time we're going to be spending in the town of Diamond Lake it's kind of up to up to you guys more than anything because the way that I've, I've read it and understand it that Diamond Lake is supposed to be played like a sandbox mm-hmm. you guys kind of come and go and uh come,
3: the and then clean the come up and then go yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: I have a question. Something that I've not noticed before on armor is that there's a strength rating mm-hmm. for leather and studded leather. If I have eight strength, can I not wear leather armor because it says strength? No, 10? that is
3: um, you need that level of strength, or the movement is hindered by
1: less. Like the the penalty oh, is
3: that is less than five what normally is or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's it's made it so that okay. we can't just dump strength anymore. It's essentially what that is. They're all like, hey, everyone yeah. dumps strength. Let's change that. <laughs> that was the 2E balance there. Shit.
4: Well, optional flaws are gone. <laughs> so maybe he's not as old as I originally thought. You don't want armor penalties? <clears throat> not for, like, basic-ass <laughs> armor. <laughs> like, a leather shirt is too heavy for me. I'm too slow in this leather shirt. It's like wearing a thick jacket, like a snow jacket, and being encumbered.
0: You're also a ranger cleric, though. Maybe you don't have to be up in the front line. I don't know.
4: Yeah, but he would wear the leather from his kill. Fair enough. Maybe it's just, uh. flavor leather? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird. Flavor leather. I mean, I am to a point where I'm picking spells and. Like gear and shit. Good. Yeah. Perfect. Do you Basic
3: uh, starting yep. equipment. Standards where we can go. Yep.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. I think I found an in for you. Uh,
3: rag. Bonus. Wait. Rog. Rognag.
0: <laughs> Rognag. Onion. The general store uh, ran by Tagan. This man man named Tagan runs a successful business in Diamond Lake. ...by way of avoiding entangle- entanglements with the constantly maneuvering mine managers... Ooh. ...and scrupulously avoiding favoritism. No merchant better understands this reality than Tagget. He's an amiable master of the town's largest general store. Tables lined the walls within, stacked high with rope coils, lanterns, bottles, gloves, and gear... Wagon wheels rest against the barrels filled with nails or candles. Inventory includes most common adventuring gear. And Tagan cheerfully offers to special order anything he does not have in stock from the local metropolis. Mm. A process that quote-unquote usually takes about a week. He's even willing to procure especially rare items with a slight markup in price. Of course. The best thing about working for Tagan is that, uh, or even buying from Tagan, is that your business is your business. As long as it doesn't interfere with profits.
3: Nice. Yeah, I work for him.
0: Uh, he's a middle-aged man, dresses uh, uh, dressed down, but he's stylish. Yes. Handleball mustache, receding blonde mm-hmm. hair. If you are of the female gender, he tends to treat you with exceptional politeness.
3: Mm, nope, not this guy.
0: Holy smokes! Look at this! Look at this uh, party! All right. So the the sheet is mostly filled in. I think it's about filled in now with names. We have Rognag, played by Brian, the human half-orc. Not Brian, Rognag. <laughs> Rognag is a sorcerer fighter. Ooh, ooh. Then we have Dylan playing Kale Deer K. Wren, half-elf, cleric of Arastol and Ranger. Jason is playing Mr. Willowsby, <laughs> toy maker. Summoner Witch, Human. Randy's playing Cosimo. 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 Human Rogue Ranger.
3: Awesome.
2: Started the Bank of Medici.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Cosimo. I was like, "Who's the most famous fucking money maker ever?"
0: Hell <laughs> yeah, dope. Okay, and uh, it sounded like you guys kind of get together after a day's work and meet up for beers. Is that? Is that the 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 what we're going with the bond between all four of you
4: yeah we had some uh weird moment where we all like tripped somebody tripped over someone and knocked into another and we all were about to fight and we looked all at each other and started laughing and
3: Been best friends ever since had a
4: had a round together and then <laughs> exactly best friends ever since it's like the odd couple but the four people <laughs> hmm
0: Alright, so there's a couple of taverns that you guys could frequent. All are located on the vein. Probably the feral dog. Uh, there's, uh, because the two other hot spots along the vein require an entry fee, uh, the feral dog does not. Uh, the poorest laborers turn to this, this place. Uh, the feral dog's the most busy and sleazy. Of the taverns across the vein central square, every night, especially when the workforces of several local mines let out at the same time, cheering laborers within the bar scream obscenities and wave betting vouchers over two dogs in a lethal pit fight. No one savors the teeny ale, but the place is more about camaraderie, bravado, and desperation than about expecting exemplary quality or service. A gang of criminals indentured to the corrupt mine manager Balabar Smank casts a broad shadow over the Feral Dog's squalid tap room. So you all would know this as, as being frequents to the Feral Dog. That uh, there is one person here who everybody kind of stays out of the way of me. And oh. <laughs> he hap- <laughs> happens to be <laughs> a I guess equivalent would be like a lieutenant in Smank's personal personal guards. His name is Cullen a half-orc barbarian who's also albino yeah, so he's he's a, a, a common face in the feral dog uh, works directly under Smenk and uh, tends to walk around with a motley crew of, of thugs and like-minded people, those sorts of folks so you, you would probably find yourselves in the company of a, a lot of roustabouts in the feral dog which is where I think we'll start next time so yeah I'd like to thank you all for listening to the character creation uh, for our next adventure into the Whispering Cairns from the Diamond Lake in the Age of Worms adventure. Worms. Yeah! Thank you all for listening to the Random Rules podcast. Hope you enjoyed uh, these shenanigans. (laughs) If you'd like to hear more of our content, check out our actual playthrough of the PF2E Adventure Path Abomination Vaults floating around the web as devils, elves, and dice it would also be a huge help if you left some stars and a brief review of us wherever you listen don't forget to follow our socials uh, you can typically find us at uh, Death Dreams on Twitter uh, Instagram, join our Discord if you want to uh, have a chat and get filthy with us because we uh, we like to talk about fleshlights and uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, that they was, light the way. Oh uh, god, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Anyways, uh love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.
2: Goodbye.